Hello, everyone, and welcome. What's going on? This is episode 20 of Discover Podcasting. I am your host, Rich Yamamoto. Uh, 20 episodes. Isn't that crazy? About a, around this time last year, we were at episode uh, three or so. Uh, so we are doing a pretty good job, I would say, uh, with, um, with keeping this thing uh, up and going. So uh, congratulations to us for having 20 episodes uh, released and live for people to watch. Uh, I am your host, Rich Yamamoto, and today my co-hosts are Pat Wilson. Hello. Mr. Taylor. Good afternoon. And Nick Smith. Hello. And today, uh, to celebrate our 20th episode, we actually didn't really know what we we're going to do. Um, so uh, to celebrate, we have a student from the Kansas State School for the Blind. Uh, his name is Ty, and um, he's here to talk about you know, kind of a, a little bit about uh, what he does here at the school, like uh, what grade he's in and what classes he's taking. And he's also taking, going to talk to us about uh, his experiences as a ham radio operator and and his why why he's interested in ham radio and kind of the information behind what you need to do to get a license and all of those different things. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? All right. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Ty. Um, to start things off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, what, what, what grade are you and, and, uh, just some other things you like to do. Hello, everybody. My name is Ty Pennington. I'm in 10th grade at the Kansas State School for the Blind. And I live in Havensville, Kansas. Things I do at school. Swimming, wrestling, goalball track and you're doing debate right or you did forensics didn't you i did at one point i did that's right you did yeah so how did you get into ham radio ty what 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 started that well it was on a sunday morning and my dad took me up to hiawatha kansas and i didn't know what ham radio really was like, I've always been interested in, like, broadcast AM, FM radio. Like, you know, the things you hear in your car and the music and a lot of that. And my dad took me up there to Hiawatha to the Walmart to amateur radio field day about five or six years ago. And I liked it. Like, first, I didn't know whether to do it or not because I really wasn't, like, I didn't know what was going on. And then three years later, I went to a meeting, or two years later, went to a meeting, and I was still debating it. And then two years ago, in March of 2019, I went to Topeka to take it. My dad and I, we took some tests for ham radio. My dad passed. I failed twice. In July of that year, I went to Minnesota for to a camp. It was called Handy Ham, H A N D I H A M. Uh, okay. South of Bemidji, Minnesota. And obviously, I didn't want to go because I had other stuff to do, another camp in Oklahoma. But I went to Minnesota. 
I come back with a license. And a few days later, I got the call sign KE0WLM, which was issued by the FCC in August of 2019. Wow. That's really cool, man. And it's, and it's cool that you were, you know, even, even though you, you know, you, you failed the first two, the first two times you took the test, you know, it's, it's still good that you're, you, you were persevering through it and, and still, you know, interested in it. You know, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, as they say, you know, if at first you don't succeed, you know, you try and try again and, you know, you certainly did and it certainly worked out for you. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky once said, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And, And it seems like, you know, you were kind of unsure about this and, and then you, and then you kept trying and now you're loving it, right? I am. So what kind of things do you need to have a, to, to have to do? Like what kind of requirements do you need to have a license? Well, it used to be you had to have Morse code and CW, but that was deleted from the FCC in 2007. So all you need to do nowadays is you need to just study, study, study hard. Okay. What kind of things do you have to study? Just the tests. Like it talks about LED, light emitting diode. It talks about a lot of the physics questions, science, math a little bit. Okay. Now I understand that through ham, like through the ham radio world, you have three different tiers that you can be licensed on. Uh, why don't you talk about, uh, do you know what they are and how they, and the differences between them? HF, UHF, and VHF. VHF stands, no, HF is high frequency. VHF is very high frequency and UHF is ultra high. Now, I'm not an expert on HF because I can only get on 10 meters with my license. But UHF is from like 100 to 40 to 148, and UHF is up in the 400s. Okay, so VHF is more uh, is is more uh, um, bandwidth lower. Yeah. Bandwidth. Okay, so what license do you have? Because I know there's three licenses, right? Yes, Gen- technician, general, and extra. Okay, and what's your license? Technician, hopefully okay. general by the end of the year. Okay, so what do you need to upgrade to a new license? So say study. you want to go from technician to general. Study for another test. That's all you need to do. Is it the same kind of materials? Yes. And on okay. the technician in general, you need to miss. You need, if you miss more than nine questions, you fail. And there's okay. five questions on both of them. And for uh, extra, there's like 50 of them. Okay. Um, so uh, what is the extra license? Is that where you can do UHF? Yes, and you can talk all over the world and stuff. Oh, whoa. Oh, I can do I can do UHF. HF is the one I really can't do. Okay. That's pretty cool, Ty. So what what kinds of things do you talk about on ham radio? 
Well, you can't talk about politics and you can't transmit music and you can't cuss. Right. Anything besides that, you can talk about. Okay. Cool. What are some commonly discussed topics on ham radio? Like what's the weather maybe? Or like what cars do you guys do you have? Uh, you know, are there common questions you kind of start asking people when you go on the air? Yeah. Sometimes we talk about work, what the guys are doing at work sometimes, what they've done in life. and Talking to one okay. about his kids and how these kids were and what he what he did that day. Hmm. That's really cool. Do you ever um do you ever I know with like the FCC there's uh they have strict regulations on um on who can transmit and who can't. Do you ever let somebody else transmit or do they have to have a license too? They have to have a license and I do not I don't let anybody else touch it except for my dad because he's licensed. Okay. So what uh, you, you mentioned something about ham radio field day. What's yes. that? Last weekend in June, people who are interested in ham radio can come. Okay. And sadly I can't do it because of the prep program. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, you're coming up for, for prep, huh? And I'm bummed about that, but you know what? I might be, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. And there's so, probably always other, you know, camps and things you can go to around, you know, the, you know, the state or the country or wherever. Field that, day. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know about it around here. That's the problem. Yeah. Is, um, so is field day. So can, I think when I did research, they said that you can transmit on field day. Is that correct? Yes, that's a go to station. That's a go to okay. station. You use the other person's call sign. Okay. That that's is, pretty cool. That is a true statement. That's really neat. So, what kind of guidelines does the FCC uh, have for ham radio operators? Can't transmit music, can't count, right. can't talk political can't let anybody else talk on it i think that's about it really okay can't do cb jargon what's that what's cb jargon 10 for oh you can't do that no okay and why not because cb is a different band okay have to use your call sign have to use have to say your call sign every 10 minutes ke0wlm that's my call sign okay now what ham radios have you used do you have a specific one that you like for accessibility because mm. i know because i know some don't don't have accessibility features i have a Waxon handheld which i would have brought but none of the repeaters were proven for this area. Okay. Um, so does it talk to you, Ty? Yes. And then I have a Kenwood TMV71A, which I can get better reception on. But I can't take that here because it's too big. Okay. 
I might bring the walks in next week. Okay. That'd be really cool if you could. Um, what, um, what, other, what, what other kinds of information do you think we should know about uh, ham radios uh, for someone who's interested in, in being an operator? Repeaters and nets. Okay. What are nets and repeaters? Repeaters is where the signal bounces off of, like certain club has repeater. My club that I'm in, the Jackson ARC, their call sign for the repeaters AA0MM, which is Ross McLean, the treasurer, AA0MM. That's his call sign. So the repeater okay. has a treasure. The repeater has an owner. And actually, my club's thinking about putting up a new repeater. Okay. But I don't know when that's going to happen or when that day is. Or It's Jackson ARC if any of you guys want to donate to it. Okay, cool. So how can you find other people's call signs? Is there, like, if you, if you don't know a specific, if you know a specific person, but you don't know their call sign? There's hamcall.net. Okay. If and, uh, he's got it. Okay. Dead. Okay. And speaking of .net, what, what are the nets? The nets are gathering around, the operators gather around, like on third on Monday to every night of the week at around seven or eight, and they talk talk about their days. They talk about what's going on. They talk about how things are going around their communities. They give us the news. Okay. Sometimes I think it's better than listening to TV, but that's my opinion. So they give you the news on like what's going on in the world and stuff. Yeah, around around the small towns. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's really neat, Ty. Um, how how much are ham radios usually? How how much are the the devices themselves? They can run from about fifty dollars to about a thousand dollars. Ooh, a thousand. That's not too bad. <laughs> Although it is, it is quite a variety in price range. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. Well, all right. Um, do you have other hobbies that you like to do at home besides ham radio? I like fishing. Oh, I do too. I love to fish. Well, I can do it. Yeah. I, I got to get a license for that. You have to get a fishing license? Now that I'm 16. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I think since our lake is private, I don't think we need one. So what, what kind of fish do you like to catch? catfish you like to catch stuff uh, you can eat yeah i like going on the four-wheeler and the side-by-sides Ooh, you mind. get to drive them no no okay well all right um is there anything else you want us to know about them repeater list I'll tell you guys where there's repeaters at guys if you guys are interested Okay. Patrick, there's repeaters in Kansas City, Argentine, Olathe, Bonner. Uh, Rich, there's repeaters in Wichita, uh, El Dorado, Beaumont, and mm-hmm. County. Nick, for you, Nick? the closest would probably be Ellsworth, Lyons, 
McPherson's got one. You might well, be, you might be able to reach the one in Hutchinson on the Channel Twelve Tower. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, East well, of town. Do you know the ranges? No. Uh, Great Ben's got one, and I got one from Russell. Do you know the oh, ranges cool. of them? That's it what I just... depends on the radio. And okay, the the one in Russell and Great Ben McPherson, they're linked to the K Link system. Oh, that's cool. And there's that's also really neat. one in there's also one in Newton. Oh my! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a global place to get you know lists of repeaters or you know anything like that that like if some enthusiast wants to know they can just go look it up and it's a reliable source in fact there is repeaterbook.com the repeater book okay and uh is, is it accessible yes good I love accessible websites. Yeah, they generally tend to stick to more basic sites because, you know, a variety of people use them. So they don't generally clutter their Skype sites up with scripts and all those types of things. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, where can people go to, to take ham radio tests? Uh, is it an online thing or do they go to like buildings to do it? Where do they go? Well, with this whole situation that's going on right now, online but you're starting to see more buildings tested again where i took my first test was at the shawnee county public library in topeka okay and is is there a cost for the test is there a fee like 15 or 20 dollars oh that's not bad at all that's actually really good yeah, that is actually. I mean, considering what all they you know do to prepare for the tests, like prepare the materials you're going to use to write and all that sort of stuff, and you know, and stuff. Yeah. How does the test work for you, Ty? Since since you're visually impaired, did you just use a braille writer, or did you just tell them the answer? I had a VE volunteer examiner help me with that. Okay. So what did so what did your VE do? He wrote down and asked me the questions multiple choice questions okay well that's really cool ty i yeah. i i had thought about being an amateur radio operator a long time ago oh, yes. and uh i was actually able to if i had known it a lot earlier i was i would have been able to just inherit my my grandfather's call sign after he passed away um, um i didn't know that i could do that until after the deadline i believe um, two year grace period. Yeah, it's been four. <laughs> yeah. Um, they expire. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. And how how long do licenses last? Ten. Years. Mainly. Ten, and then a two year grace period. Yes, but for like your grandfather's case, since that license expired, that was probably given to somebody else. It probably was, um, but uh, but yeah. If I had known that a long time ago, I, I definitely would have gone through with with uh, getting my license. Yes. Um, but uh, I I uh, <laughs> I did not. Got to. So. 
Yeah, I got, well, I got busy and I just, I honestly kind of forgot about it. Um, I actually didn't think about it again until you said something to me about it a couple years ago. Um, And that was when I kind of started thinking, hmm, I wonder, you know, I I wonder, I wonder what, um, what, what I could do to get that license. And then I found out that it was um, expired. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ty, for coming on the podcast. I know you've got another class to get to. Um, so if anybody has any questions about, you know, what, it, what it, uh, the ham radio information that Ty has given, um, how can they contact you? They can contact me at my email, which I have two of them. Okay. T Pennington at KSSDB.org. Okay. Or Pennington Ty, lowercase, 05 at gmail.com. All right. Sounds good. Um, And then just to plug our stuff, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. So we have at KSSB podcast. So that's KSSB P-O-D-C-A-S-D, C-A-S-T, I'm sorry. And um, that is- We also have, sorry for interrupting. Um, We also have a Telegram thing, which I need to uh, post- post more in um basically telegram is a very lightweight messenger and we set up a channel on uh, telegram where you can also get our alerts from there uh i'm gonna set up a system to make it easier to post to both at the same time but that's a bit for that's a discussion for a different day but if you would like to go to if you'd like to, to subscribe to our telegram channel um you can do so there's a link on our twitter or i believe it's t.me slash kssb podcast uh all lowercase all one word like the twitter and instagram yeah and we'll paste the links in the show notes and we'll post the contact information in the show notes which we should probably start doing more of uh (laughs) i think we've yeah we've been kind of neglecting the short show notes yeah we've just been writing the descriptions going oh that's good slapping it together in true student form because we're teenagers and we're lazy Oh, I will go. I'll, I'll remind. I'll remind you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you <laughs> Thanks, will. Ty. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, Ty, because we need that reminder. Actually, yes. um, well, uh, thank you everybody for listening to episode twenty. Um, again, my name is Rich Yamamoto, and uh, thank you again, Ty, for coming on the podcast. Um, it was, it was a great pleasure having you on today, buddy. You are so welcome. All right. Um, All right. Well, thank you all for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. All righty. Mr.